Hello, Colorado. This is John Baird with I Love Colorado Beer podcast. I Love Colorado Beer is your home for behind-the-scenes interviews and information from the wonderful world of craft breweries of Colorado, along with the craft beer news and events and festivals. And don't forget about I Love Colorado Beer's great beer gear, including t-shirts, sweatshirts with a koozie built right in, hats, and much more. Just go to ilovecoloradobeer.com. Today on our show, we have Ross Bowdy. Ross is putting on the Winter Craft Beer Festival. And now, on to the interview. Today on our show, we have Ross Bowdy with the Winter Craft Beer Festival. And uh, we're going to talk to him about the festival, which is coming up on uh, February 20th at the Coors Event Center. Ross, how's it going? It's going great, John. Good to talk to you again. Excellent, excellent. So uh, for any of you that missed it, uh, we interviewed Ross last year. You can check out that interview um, at ilovecoloradobeer.com slash festivals. Um, but for the purposes of this interview, we're just going to co- kind of pretend that uh, nobody uh, has listened to that one so that you don't have to listen to both to get an idea for what's going on. So uh, Ross, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, how you got started with uh, the Wintercraft Beer Festival? Yeah, uh You know, I have uh, been born and raised in Colorado. Actually, even I'm a Boulder kid, so hosting an event in my hometown. Uh, And actually, the guy who co-founded this with me, uh, Trevor Rhodes, uh, is a Boulder native as well. Uh, But we both just kind of have done different things over the course of our career. Uh, He had a, a long time of working with the Boulder Boulder, the big race up here in town. Um... And I have done a lot of different things, but uh, had been working alongside a lot of breweries uh, just in my day job. And um, we just sort of saw the need for something up here in the Boulder County area uh, to be, to kind of bridge the gap between GABF and the summer festivals. Um, And so we started calling everybody we knew in the, in the craft beer world and uh, we're able to get our first year off the ground last year um, and kind of lay a foundation for what we really wanted to build for the future. Um, and I, I think we're a lot closer to that as we roll into year two. Well, excellent. Excellent. Uh, will you tell us a little bit about where you guys were when you decided to throw a beer festival? Yeah, I had uh, I had helped uh, serve on a chamber board up uh, near Boulder in Louisville, and in that time, I had helped plan a small beer festival. Um, and my buddy Trevor called me up and said, "Hey, I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain about a festival or how that festival went." Um, and so. He's like, I'm thinking about starting a winter beer festival. And I said, that's a great idea. And I'd be more than happy to talk to you if you're looking for a partner, not just somebody to bang ideas off of. Um, And his eyes just lit up going, I was going to buy you the cup of coffee to try to convince you to do that with me. Um, (laughs) And so we just kind of were on the same page from day one of, of wanting to do something. And, and so we, we sat down and uh, had that cup of coffee and, and just brainstormed and dreamed and thought about what it, what is it that we want to accomplish? What are, what are the things we want to do? Why craft beer? Um, all the different things. Um, 
And as we got done with that conversation, we just got really excited about the idea of bringing all these different entities from breweries to nonprofits to um, vendors and um, all the attendees and just said, let's, let's go for it. And let's, let's see where this takes us. Well, that kind of rolls right into the next question. How do you even go about starting a beer festival? I'm sure there's a lot of craft beer lovers out there that don't really even have the idea of, Hey, I should start a festival with a whole bunch of breweries and get a whole bunch of guys together. (laughs) Well, uh, almost two years into this, I would say it's probably not the best idea. No, um, (laughs) no, you know, we, we both had enough experience in different types of events and, you know, the Boulder Boulder is a 50 plus person race, but there are a myriad of other events and expos and other things going on. So the idea of an event this size didn't really intimidate us, but anytime you're doing something that's unique to an industry, you're going to learn a ton along that journey. And so, you know, we just started and, you know, kind of take it step by step. Do we have a venue that would work? If we get a yes there, okay, I guess we keep going on this. You know, do we have, do we have a core of craft breweries that think this is a good idea and see it as a benefit for what it is they're doing and what they're trying to build? You get yeses there, you keep going, you know, okay, who are some sponsors that would benefit from this? And, you know, you, you call Hazel's up the great liquor store in town who's partnered with us both years and they go, this sounds like a really fun event and you keep going. And, um, it, it doesn't ever get easier. You know, uh, I think there was part of me that thought year two should be easier because we laid the foundation, but we've grown so much from first year to second that it just brings a whole new uh, bunch of obstacles, good and bad, uh, along the way. And, and one of the things that I think, if anyone's considering starting one, is you have to be able to hear no and keep going um, and or be creative, figure out, okay, there's a problem in my way. What's the solution we need to come up with to fix it? Um, and this year especially has taught me that a ton. Because uh, just because you did it last year doesn't mean it's a plug-and-play setup. You know, there's there's a lot of moving parts that you have to do. And, you know, we're, we're really feeling uh, really lucky is the only way I can talk about it is, you know, we're up around 60 different businesses involved with this year right now. And, and so, you know, there's just a lot of conversations to be had and a lot of logistics and a lot of communication that um, if you don't do it right, it can really become a big headache. So one step at a time sounds like it's the, uh, the answer. <laughs> a lot of things. You know, and, and you might hit a place where you get a no that's a no that you go, this this may not be a good idea. This may not be financially sound. It, we may be doing something that people don't like. Um, but, you know, we, we've, you know, the, the response we're getting from all the businesses and craft brewers involved, there's, there's a desire for this. There's a need for it in, in kind of this winter timeframe, you know, and, 
when we first started in it, we thought nothing's happening in the winter. There's actually a good amount happening in the winter when it comes to craft beer. It's just not as crazy as the summers are in Colorado. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're finding a lot of yeses and, and that's really encouraging. Well, excellent. The, uh, craft beer fans of, uh, Colorado are glad to hear that, uh, it's coming through. So would you mind going over or explaining to us or sharing with us some of the uh, snafus or some of the issues that you ran into with uh, year one? I'm sure there were some. Uh, yeah, actually, one of the things that probably should have kept year one from happening is our original venue bailed on us six weeks out. I don't know if you recall that. Um, yeah. And so I just started calling anyone who would answer my phone calls. And um, truthfully, very serendipitous reality because we were able to make a relationship with the university of Colorado that I think has really benefited us and really made a lot of the different entities involved excited to be a part of the event. Um, and so, you know, we could have just folded it in, taken a little bit of a loss, you know, when, when that first venue, uh, decided not to host us and, um, just, kept powering through, but, you know, even with then, you know, um, first year you, it's hard to see everything that you need to pay attention to. Um, you know, uh, we had a few things happen day of that weren't ideal, weren't terrible either. Um, but create, uh, a platform to move on from and, and, and just make it that much better. Um, you know, one of the things is a simple thing, but, um, not paying attention enough to the playlist music wise, that was going to be a part of the event. And 90% of the playlist was fine for what the feel of the event was going to be. But there were a few that were popular songs, but just way too slow and way too mellow for the vibe of people wanting to go and sample all these beers. And, um, it's, it's funny, you know, cause you would think that can't be that big of a deal, but it's, it's amazing how many brewers have asked me about it this year and how many, uh, even consumers have asked me about it. Um, as they've seen all the promotion coming out for year two saying, Hey, what's the deal with music this year? <laughs> and, wow. And so, that surprises so, me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of a music geek too, so I get it. And, and, and so, but we are on top of it. You know, one of the great things about year two is our partnership with one of our major sponsors, KBCO. And so all of that stuff will be vastly different and there'll just be more people on site and in that mode of keeping the vibe, how we want it to be. And that's everything from music, people, games, food, you name it, you know, we're, we're very aware of not losing the feel we want of this event and, and making it a wonderful event that people want to come to for years and years to come. Well, excellent, excellent. So that kind of leads into the next question. There's a lot of different beer festivals in Colorado. Um, obviously, Wintercraft Beer Festival is in the winter, and there aren't as many winter uh, beer festivals. Other than that, what uh, what separates Wintercraft Beer Festival from uh, all the other festivals? Yeah, we we've thought a lot about you know 
there's, there's a lot of fun ideas um, that I've seen people pull off, whether it's something as creative as collaboration fest, you know, where they're actually engaging brewers to come together and make one of a kind uh, batches just for that event. Or even if it's something along a costume theme, um, cause we all love an excuse to get dressed up and go have fun. Um, but we've really, um, had the vision to be bigger than your local neighborhood, you know, 15 to 20 brewery park festivals. Um, but also a little bit more, um, intimate than some of the giant ones. And, um, we also, you know, a lot of these are very exclusive to, Hey, we're going to throw a Boulder festival and it's going to be just Boulder brewery. Um, we've sort of opened the net a little bit further. Um, what we're interested in is excellence. We want there to be good beer. We want there to be fun beer for people to try. Maybe, breweries they've never heard of maybe ones that they've heard of forever, but never been able to try. And so uh, we opened up the doors to some out of state breweries, which has been a lot of fun. And we've got, I think nine or 10 coming um, from five different States uh, outside of Colorado. So we're, you know, with 30 plus from Colorado, we're, you know, from six States. And um, we just really feel like there's room for something that's big that there's, you know, we're 40 plus breweries right now. going to be over 120 beers to sample different flavors. Um, so it's not tiny. You can't taste everything. Um, if you can, we'll probably have to take care of you at the end of the night. But um, we, we just wanted, we felt there was room for something that could be a little bit bigger than your local neighborhood fair, um, but a little bit more uh, doable than some of the giant ones. And uh, we also have implemented a new thing this year. Uh, it was something we really wanted to do year one, but just didn't have the time to pull it off with the venue change. Um, but we are doing a People's Choice Award this time around. So each brewery is bringing three different flavors, um, but we asked them, put one of your beers up for a People's Choice Best in Show Award. And uh, we'll be tallying up votes and having people, you know, actually engage in the process of, I want to try at least one from everyone. Um, and what's been really cool from my perspective is I have that beer list of the 40 plus that are going to be up for that. And man, does it make you thirsty looking at that list. It is, there are so many fun, different styles that you guys will be able to taste um, because we decided to do something just a little bit different. It's not something you're going to put on the side of your can as a craft brewer that you want a people's choice award at our event, but we feel it's a fun thing to get our attendees involved in the process and hopefully get them to try as many different breweries as possible. Cause that's really beneficial to all of us, including the brewers to just get people trying your beer for the first time. Sure. Yeah. That expands people's uh, awareness of different craft beer and breweries. And uh, there's a lot of really great beers out there. That's for sure. 
Yep. Uh, and at, at breweries, you can always see the uh, in their tap room. They love to put up those uh, little medals or from all the little festivals or whatever. So it might be something they brag about. You never know. We'll we'll see how people feel about it once it's all said and done. But you know, we all just want to be engaged in in what's going on. And if if you're gonna come to a festival uh, like the one we're putting on you're into what's going on in the craft beer scene. You, you want to try different things, or at least you have friends that are dragging you to, to the festival as well. But you know, I, I look at it as the more we can engage the community and what's going on, the more we can push them towards trying different things. Cause some of the ones that will be up for best in show might not be in your favorite beer category. You know, you might be an IPA person and, there's going to be some stouts on there and you know, you might be, you might be a stout person and you're like, I, I guess I'll try this cider, you know, like there, it, it's good to, to expand what you're doing and, you know, either confirm that confirm that you find out, wow, there, there are a lot of different fun flavors out there that I've never thought about trying. So, um, I think it's going to be a, a good addition to this year in in making it a more engaged, fun festival. Well, excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, that's for sure. Um, so would you say there's a different clientele for the Winter Craft Beer Festival than there is for uh, like Great American Beer Festival or something like that? You know, I don't, I don't think we have enough history under our belts to know the answer to that question. Um, you know, we... We got a lot of good feedback just in the, the quality of beer that showed up last year. Um, you know, and so we just wanted to take that and run with it. And, you know, last year we had 19 breweries involved. This year we're, we're at 41 or 42. I forget exactly where we're at. Um, and kind of our goal in that is, is you know, we we think that there is – space for people um, that just want to be able to kind of ingest a full festival and not be overwhelmed by the size of it. You know, it's, it's interesting when you more than double from year one in size, who knows? It might, it might be too big. Um, We'll figure that out on February 20th, but I just think people are always looking for something fun to do, you know, Two weeks after the Super Bowl's come and gone, everyone's going to be super sad. We're a week after Valentine's Day, and so it's going to be whoever loves craft beer in the family, the the guy or the girl, saying, all right, makeup date. We're going to a beer festival now this weekend. <laughs> um, so I think time will tell. I, 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 think, I think what we'll appeal to is, is some newbies, um, you know, that are interested in some of the craft beer stuff, but maybe some of the more expensive beer festivals are just a little bit too much for them to commit to. Um, and, but I also think, you know, you know, the, the people who do this a lot when you see the pretzel necklaces showing up at the front of the line as, as the doors are about to open. And so, I think it's you kind of run the gamut of who's going to show up and and who wants to be a part of it. 
Right. Well, I, I remember last year, I definitely learned of some new breweries that I had never really heard of in the past. And uh, I patron regularly now because of uh, the exposure there. So. Um, I read on your website there were uh, going to be some games and some events and some fun things like that. Would you tell us a little bit of what you're planning? Well, some of those are a little bit secret right now, John. Um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be coy, but I am going to be. Um, you know, we are wanting this to stand out from the rest. We want this to feel fun and we want this to feel playful because that's part of what you find out when you go to the local brewery and sit in their tap room. Um, and so, uh, some of it honestly will depend on space. We're filling up fast with vendors and brewers and sponsors. And so uh, some of the things we have planned, we honestly just may run out of space to do. But we, we've got a few things up our sleeves that I think people will really enjoy. And you, you don't want to do too many things uh, crazy because people want to, they want to sample the beer, you know. Uh, that's that's what's bringing everybody there. And um, But we'll have a few things to, to entertain you uh, in between if you're needing to take a five-minute breather um, before heading to the rest of them. Well, there's a chance that somebody might need a breather between their 12th and 13th brewery that they visit. So There's a chance. <laughs> all right, so no sneak peeks about what's coming up with us. No, that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. So how many breweries do you guys have uh, as of right now? Uh, I believe we're at 42. Um you know, and, and you've got people, you know, at the top of the food chain as far as distribution in the country in Sierra Nevada and Deschutes and Odell and Oscar Blues. But you also have some up and comings. Uh, we have one brewery that's opening up in Boulder soon called Open Door Brewing. This is their first festival they'll ever be at. Um, we have, you know people from all over the state. We've got quite a few Denver breweries coming up this year, which is fun. And um, we've got city star out of Loveland. Who's uh, really, really great. And so you're going to get a lot. And then, you know, most of the local Boulder County breweries that you would expect to be there are going to be there. Um, So, you know, there's going to be no shortage of fun established breweries and, and some up and comers that, you know, might challenge your palate a little bit and some of the creative flavors that they're coming at you with. Well, I won't put you on the spot and ask you to name all the breweries that are going to be there at this point, but uh, it's going to be at the Coors Event Center. Has, uh, has Coors contacted you yet to try and uh, come and participate? <laughs> you know, they haven't. Um, there, There's obviously a, a bit of an irony there, uh, but, uh, you know... We we kind of looked at that as a, a fun thing of, hey, they can pay for the naming rights of an event center, and we can actually be doing stuff there that uh, is going to be celebrating the, the growth and the movement of, of what is craft beer. And, you know, truthfully, there, there's been a lot in the media about certain places getting bought up, and, you know, obviously those guys are really going hard after the craft beer movement, but... I just look at the stats that Brewers Association is coming out with and 
the percentage keeps growing about how much craft beer is taking of total beer sales in the country. And so, you know, they still have plenty and uh, we're just going to help continue to take a little bit more uh, by promoting these great brewers that are just producing. It's, it's honestly like art when you're drinking these beers, it's, you know, it is super fun to just taste flavors in a beer that you never thought possible. And so, um, hats off to Coors for what they do, but, uh, we're excited to have one night at least at the basketball arena at CU where we're, uh, celebrating something a little different. Well, yeah, I've talked to other brewers before, and they, they kind of make the same point uh, that uh, Coors fills a niche, and they fill that niche very well. But uh, for a lot of Colorado, it is nice and encouraging to see what this is, what you're talking about, where craft beer is growing so much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's part of, part of that is why we felt we wanted to build what we're building with Wintercraft. And, you know, this is – we're just kind of at the beginning of what we're doing, and, you know – I, I listened to a talk that one of the co-founders of left hand gave uh, within the last year. And um, he was talking about some of the things that create their DNA at left hand. And he used the term continue to be a part of the Renaissance that is craft beer. And that's really what like excites me about doing this festival is we're, we're just one element of that Renaissance, you know, um, each tap room is an element. Each new distribution deal is an element. You know, each GABF is a giant element of that. And, but, you know, what's great about some of these local smaller things is you might get that friend who's bored enough to come with their two buddies that are crazy about craft beer. And, and it really can change the way that they view beer for the rest of their life. I mean, my own personal story is uh, I just, I had no interest in beer because of what I had tasted growing up. And then, you know, I, I remember in my mid twenties having that first fat tire and then, uh, you know, trying some stuff at Oasis brewery in downtown Boulder, which fun enough left and now has come back and they'll be at the festival uh, this year. And so, it just shifted everything and, you know, I'm probably a little uh, heavier for it, but uh, that's why we're trying to encourage people to, to work for their beer and, you know, work out, run, do whatever, be outdoorsy, celebrate life and make sure beer is a part of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Here now, is there going to be year number three? Oh, I don't see why there wouldn't be. I mean, this is too much fun. Um, you know, we, we, we look at this being a, uh, we look at this as being something that people really want to get behind. You know, the, the festivals that really take what they're doing seriously, uh, and really try to learn from year to year and, and continue to add to what's happening. Um, I really believe that there's a place for those to just become, you know, just stalwarts in their community. And that's really what we're hoping for. We hope that we become, you know, a festival that 
Boulder is excited about, that people are excited about, that breweries are clamoring to get the spots. Um, because if you do an event right, people come. And if people come, it, it's a good thing. And so um, I, I'd be floored if we didn't keep doing this for, for long into the future. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so would you tell me a little bit about your non-for-profit partner, Keep Colorado Local? Yeah, these guys are uh, a wonderful group. Um, they are uh, kind of a coalition of business owners that uh, really just wants to continue to educate buyers in, in our state about the importance of buying local. You know, one of the things that's just amazing is – you know, there's 380 plus breweries in the state now and a ton of distilleries and um, a ton of local liquor stores and other places that are really celebrating this uh, craft movement. And, and it's about basically just trying to make ethical, not ethical, but just conscious consumers. Um, and saying, here's, here's why it really benefits your community to, to buy local, to, to go to that liquor store that is putting that new brewery's cans on the shelf. Um, and, and, and that new distilleries, uh, you know, whatever alcohol that it is that they're playing with at that time, you know, um, and, and they're just really all about, basically the small business owner that is behind all those things. And, you know, we are, we are just very much in line with that train of thought. We, we believe very strongly in the entrepreneur um, being able to have any advantages they can to, to making their dream and their passion actually turn into a viable business. And so, um, we really see them being a good advocate for those uh, brewers and liquor stores and all sorts of different businesses alike. And so uh, they were just a very easy nonprofit to come alongside for a year or two. So sort of along that same line, I was wondering if you had any sort of a comment you wanted to make about the, uh, the legislation that's coming through about the grocery store beer um, and how that's going to affect the craft beer market. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think what I would encourage people is to get educated, to actually read about what the two sides are saying. Um, you know, I, I think too often in life, convenience wins the day. Um, and I'm fine if that's what is the most valuable thing for you, but I'm, I'd, I'd like it to be an educated choice that you're making if if you're going that way for me growing up here and and doing all you know knowing friends and friends dads and now my peers that own these businesses you know i i'm i'm for anything that helps them along their journey um to getting where they want to be and um you know the self-distribution and smaller things that keeping it local allows for is, is pretty powerful. Um, and you know, I, and I get 
you know, I've been in other states and been in the grocery store and gone, oh, cool, I can buy a wine bottle here. But um, that's where I just go, you know, there's one right next door to all those places that I can get all those things. And so walking across a parking lot to me doesn't feel like that much of an inconvenience to continue to build this culture that we've created in our state that I think I think this part is one of the key reasons why Colorado continues to be a top mover and shaker in this industry. And so I think you can catch where I'll probably be voting next fall, but uh, um, my hope would just people would, would read up. Right. Right. Yeah. And with the brewers that I've talked to, that's um, sort of what they've said as well. They think a lot of people, uh, it would be convenient to be able to buy everything in the grocery store, but that would close down a lot of the local mom and pop liquor stores, which also carry a lot of these craft breweries, whereas the grocery store probably isn't going to carry a lot of the smaller craft breweries. They put a lot of shelf space for the big breweries that sell a lot of beer. So, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, and and some of those breweries are the ones that still are doing the craft and and are doing it really well and just have have had a lot of success. Um, But I think one of the things that all of those brewer owners would say if if you asked them is, you know, at the beginning it was really nice to have some of these things to take advantage of as we were building our brand and getting in front of people. So... um, It'll it'll be an interesting fall, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll bet we'll hear a little, hear a little bit more about it going forward. Going forward. So, uh, would you tell everybody where and when the event is? Yeah, so uh, we are happening February twentieth. That's a Saturday, uh, and the it is from two p.m. to six p.m. And there are VIP tickets still available, where you can get in an hour early and pick up a cool. Uh, keepsake growler um want to be clear we don't fill it up for you because that's illegal but it's a pretty sweet thing to fill up at any of your local tap rooms uh in the future so uh, we we made some of those last year and uh, a lot of people really like those and so we're we're excited about it awesome so uh, how can our listeners find uh, tickets yeah, go uh, online to wintercraftbeerfestival.com. Uh, it's real easy to get a hold of tickets there. There's even an option to do uh, a night in a local hotel and get a couple tickets for a package deal uh, at the Hyatt Place in Boulder, which is a new hotel. And, uh, you know, you can also go to our Facebook page. Uh, it's just facebook.com slash wintercraftbeerfestival. There's plenty of information. Um, if you're looking hard enough, I'm sure you can find a discount code somewhere. I think there's even some good websites that I know of that have a, a coupon code to save people money on getting in. Well, people can look around and see if they can find one of those discount codes. Um, and I checked online the, uh, the, the combination deal for the Hyatt was a really good deal. That's, that's something that I bet a lot of people will take advantage of as well. Yeah, it's 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 189 uh, for the night and for two general admission tickets. So um, it's it's a pretty great deal. And it's a pretty cool hotel. It's not far at all from the event center, so your designated driver can get you over there, or a Uber or taxi can get you there. Super easy. 
uh, and there's even a new restaurant uh, right there too to finish off your night and, and make it just a fun weekend with friends uh, having just a blast drinking some good beer and hanging out in Boulder. Well, awesome, Ross. Thank you so much for coming on and telling our uh, listeners about the Wintercraft Beer Festival. Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure, John, and I uh, just encourage all of your listeners to keep trying all of these good things that these wonderful brewers are doing in our state and beyond. All right. Well, thank you very much. Good night. Good night. Good night, John. Well, thanks again to Ross Bowdy of the Wintercraft Beer Festival. We are all looking forward to the festival on February 20th at the Coors Event Center at CU. Ross was nice enough to give Isle of Colorado Beer listeners a discount code. So when you go to buy your tickets, just enter in discount code ILCB to get $5 off either your general admission tickets or your VIP tickets. Thanks for that, Ross. And thank you, Colorado.